What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another week of the Parisi Podcast. This is Coach Casey Lee, Parisi's Director of Coaching and Education, checking in. I have an amazing conversation this week with the founder of the Parisi Speed School, Bill Parisi. It's amazing we've lasted, I think this is going to be episode 10. It's amazing we've lasted 10 episodes without having Bill on, but it's a very timely appearance for Bill. He has a new book that comes out this week, The Anatomy of Speed. It's available on Amazon, um, as well as major publishers. It's being published by Human Kinetics, so I'm guessing it's available on their site as well. I'm going to have direct purchase links in the show notes, so if you like what Bill is talking about with his book, The Anatomy of Speed, please check out that link. Um, go, you know, read whatever you need to hear about it. But you'll notice real quick um, in this interview that Bill is extremely pass- passionate about this project, and he spent a lot of time. I mean, he talks a lot about the timeline of of making this work and all the subject matter experts that he works with. Um, it's a very cool conversation. I do ask a couple questions just about book publishing um, in general as Bill's self-published books and now worked with editors um, and publishing companies. It's a very cool conversation. I think it's a different side of Bill Parisi than you've probably seen for Perform Better or uh, through the Fascia Training Academy or even just in other Parisi things if you've been following along with the Speed School for the last however many decades Parisi's been around. Spark notes it's been around for 30 years. But it's a great conversation with Bill. I'm excited for you to hear it. It's coming in on the other side of the little chime that's about to play here. Enjoy, and I'll see you guys next week. Bill Parisi joining us today. Super special episode of the Parisi podcast, making his first appearance. Bill, how are you? Doing great, doing great. And I think that's a testament that at Parisi, it's it's about empowering other coaches and uh, in the industry to give uh, everyone a platform to succeed. And that's really what we do here at Parisi is, is to provide a platform for coaches to grow in, in every sense of the way. I mean, you, you barely, I think this will be episode 10. You barely cracked the top 10 in your own, your own podcast. That's uh, I mean, I guess I, it really is. I think it's great. I think it's great. It's all about, it's all about just providing, you know, opportunity and resources for coaches to become great coaches. Well, it's a very timely appearance today. Today, we're going to be talking a lot about a book you have coming out. I don't, I don't know the exact date. I've heard early October. Um, I don't know if you know it or when it's going to, I know it's available for pre-sale right now, but Bill, you're joining us today. We're going to talk all about the anatomy of speed, your new book coming out. Um, I've got a ton of publishing questions for you. Um, I think that'll be super relevant for people that listen to this podcast to kind of get an idea of what I think it's kind of become very buzzy to, to do a book in 2020, 2021, but I, I don't think people really appreciate the work that goes into either the self-publishing process or the working with a publisher process, let alone even like approaching a publisher or being approached by a publisher. So I'm excited you're on today, very timely. Um, and you know, I, I guess it's probably only fitting since it's your first time. If you give us just a quick one minute, two minute elevator speech on what and who Bill Parisi is. Yeah, I mean, uh, thank you, Casey, and you do a great job for us, so uh, really appreciate that. You know, so founder of the Parisi Speed School, you know, started, you know, 30 years ago, was an undersized high school athlete, competed in college athletics, javelin throw, and that's where my passion for really understanding training at a high level really began. Traveled to Finland to to learn from some of the greatest athletes in the world when I was an undergraduate student my sophomore year, trained with gold medal winner Tapias Kuros and, and some great Finnish coaches to learn how to become a better javelin thrower. And, and the byproduct of that was to 
get stronger, get faster, get more powerful, more elastic, uh, develop great core strength, and really took advantage of all those, all the great tools such as medicine balls, kettlebells, physio balls, all these different tools that are very popular today that weren't so popular back in the uh, in the 80s. And then uh, went on, uh, became a multiple time uh, Division One All-American in track and field and took those same strategies and continued to, to attend seminars and education for the last 30 years and to continue to just to add to our arsenal of, of understanding of how to create greater resiliency in athletes and, and, and greater speed development. Uh, and so it's been a never ending quest to understand performance and how to optimize performance and, and how to build greater injury resiliency. I think that's, that's a really good segue into the book because one thing that really stood out um, just through being kind of on the, on the behind the scenes of the anatomy of speed is you reference a lot of other researchers, strength coaches um, and industry professionals in this book, which I remember you saying, you know, with the publisher, Human Kinetics, like it's, it's kind of one of a kind. It's not really common for an author to, to bring in other names, other people in, in the actual content itself. What, can you just talk a little bit about that? Maybe why that was important to you and how that came, came about? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a big believer. There's no one person that, that knows it all, um, you know, and, and, and that includes me. And and I'm, I'm a big collaborator. You know, I, I love to collaborate. I, I love to be the, the dumbest guy in the room. I, I love to, uh, you know, learn from others. And it's just a never ending quest. I, I love to learn. I, mean, I, I love to just build relationships and, and learn from people. And it's been a 30 year process of doing that. So with this book, I, um, you know, I, you know, decided that let me, let me, pull in the people that I feel are really great at what they do, people that I continue to learn from and interview them for different chapters of the book where they have a, a really high level subject matter expertise. Uh, and, and I've done that in, in, in a bunch of the chapters and I feel I've, I made the book even better than what I could have made it if I was just doing it all on my own. Or I could have, you know, cited the research or I could have, you know, which I did, you know, I, I cited all the research but I didn't necessarily have to interview these people, but it makes the book a lot more fun to read. It's enjoyable. It's a little bit of a story. So I didn't want it to be just a complete science book, but I want it to be a book people can, can really engage in and, and really understand and, and enjoy reading. You know, it's a, it's a pleasurable read. It's a conversational read. So um, that, that also was a, was a part of it as well. And I think that's really important. And that's if, if we could take a step back here, because, I, I, you know, it is a book geared towards sports performance professionals, fitness professionals, people in this industry of human performance. And we get plenty of textbooks, right? Like there's there's no shortage of of theory and research articles and lab results and all of these different things that a lot of a lot of us in the industry have seen since undergrad and college and, and even now into our professional careers, you know, there's the research articles and people will join mentorship groups to get these abstracts of what the research means. So it can kind of fast track that a little bit. And you mentioned that the book reads very conversational. Um, is that what readers can expect? Like what can they, re so like, you know, I, I, I'm guilty because I'm, you know, I'm going to get a copy of the book when it comes out. So I, you know, it's kind of a question for me, which, you know, if you want to, if you want to ask the questions on the pod, you just get on the pod and start asking the questions. 
what can I expect as a reader that it just will make this book, like you're saying, a more enjoyable read and that it's not going to be just your average educational resource that you might find, you know, in, in, a, in a library or on the shelves next to textbooks related to speed, performance, nutrition, other things that even Human Kinetics has put, put out? Yeah, uh, great, great question. And a couple things I feel make the book unique. Uh, one, it's, it's a fairly, the book has some, some really rich content, some dense content that that's, helps to understand some really important science. Uh, but it's delivered in a way that I feel is consumable uh, by most coaches, uh, and, and if not all, all coaches. And it's written in a way that it's, you know, we're telling a story, you know, each chapter from understanding the many forms of speed uh, and going into the, the different types of speed, the, the systems of speed, which is, you know, chapter two, which we, we go into the different systems and how they play a role. Uh, but we're doing it with different interviews of subject matter experts. Then we go into our pre-warm-up and why, why that's important and how that affects uh, certain systems of speed. So there's a real great uh, systematic approach to understanding speed from a scientific standpoint, but it's written in a, in a story format that I kind of, you know, talk through and, and, and engage uh, with these different subject matter experts and then add my views and our 30 years of history of training speed. Then, you know, we go from the pre-warm-up to the session-based uh, active dynamic warm-up, which is chapter four. Then, you know, we, we talk about the different types of warm-ups. And then we talk about the foundation of speed, you know, speed specific strength, relative body strength and the importance of that and, 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 and how much strength is too much. And we go, we interview Bill Kramer and, you know, the, one of the, the godfathers of, of, of the science of strength, who's published 12 books and hundreds of research articles on strength training, right? Then we, we go into acceleration and we interview Ken Clark, uh, a biomechanist that had, did his PhD at SMU under the legendary Peter Wayans, who did groundbreaking research at a Harvard University in the year 2000. We explained these studies. We explained the research Ken Clark did uh, out at uh, SMU and some of the recent research he did with the NFL combine scores. And we go into uh, pure acceleration compared to transitional and acceleration, how to improve them. Then we go into chapter seven, maximum velocity. And we do a deep dive into understanding maximum, maximum velocity and, and the importance of, of vertical forces compared to horizontal forces, which you know, initial acceleration is, is driven from. Then, then we head into deceleration in chapter eight and explain the importance of that, the importance of having a braking system uh, and how to develop a braking system, a very important braking system to multi-directional speed in chapter nine and getting into this this understanding of this is a new frontier of, of, of speed training and how multi-directional speed is, is really derived to, you know, three components, you know, the, the change of direction, agility, and curvilinear running, right? We talk about agility in chapter 10, how you want to be more like a dune buggy and not a dragster, right? You got to be able to, to react to different uh, external stimuli, uh, like a dune buggy can and, and like a, a dragster, try to try to drive a dragster, uh, you know, on a dune buggy trail and you're in trouble, like yeah. you're going to break down. So we can train our athletes like to be dragsters, you know, 
even if you're a track athlete, you're more susceptible to injury if you train strictly to be a dragster. Um, and then we go to the all important system recovery, spe uh, system specific recovery and, and the legendary uh, Paul Robbins, who's done more research and more work in, in, in load management, or I should say managing load on athletes than almost anyone. And then finally the programming menu. So it, it's, it's such a, I think a, a, a great book because we, it's a tool that I believe will be a lifelong resource. Um, the content in there is based on hard science. Uh, really, uh, Stu McGill, we, we, a lot of Stu McGill stuff is in here and his research, you know, we quote a, a number of Stu studies. So we've taken really strong research that is, is fairly non-negotiable research because we all know how things change over the years. Oh, we should squat, don't squat. We, a lot of guys change views. You know, They'll change views based on the latest research. Well, at Parisi for the last 30 years, we haven't really changed much. Like our training protocols, and maybe you call that luck. Maybe you call that like we've never been, hey, lift, lift, lift. Everything's about strength. No, strength is a piece, you know? Uh, of what we do. Like we don't live in the sagittal plane and squat and dead and step up and lunge. Yet we do those things, but that's a, that's a piece. And depending on the athlete, it's a small piece. Some it's maybe a little bit bigger piece, depending on where they are in terms of relative body strength and what their, what their profile looks like, what their, you know, uh, uh, force plate profiles look like, you know, we do work on force plates. So, so it's a real scientific book, but at the same time, the science is based on hard science that is going to be around for a real long time uh, where uh, this stuff isn't really, we don't see changing uh, because the science is fairly proven now. And we introduced new science, the fascia system and what that means. And, and again, with the uh, MRI, or I should say the uh, ultrasound uh, equipment uh, that we can study fascia now at such a, a, a microscopic level and understand it more, how it has 10 times more of the proprioceptors than muscle and how it has these elastic properties that can be trained and how we can create our fascia system to be more springy and to aid us in athletic performance, how that's done. Um, Shoal Delcourt plays a big role in that. Uh, he's in a couple of our chapters. So he's, he's another subject matter expert that I've leaned on uh, greatly. So um, I know that's an earful, uh, but, but it's, it's, it's really a good summary of, of the book. I know it's um, a couple of things really jumped out at me. One, you can tell you're invested in a book when you literally can remember like the table of contents start to finish, like what is in each one. Like it's, it's so top of mind for you. You can tell it's been a, a big project and something you've spent a lot of time working on. Um, and I think that's really cool. Like anyone listening to this, like the, the passion towards the project bleeds through and, and it's going to be really exciting when this book does, you know, hit shelves and, and come out. Um, and the second thing that really jumped out at me was, you know, it's, you've been doing this for 30 years. Like what, you know, one question I had wrote down is, is like, what makes you the guy to write about speed, right? Like, in a like we talk about like Ken Clark, you know, a, a biomechanist who's literally a PhD in speed training, you know, but it's one thing to be in a lab. It's one thing to also have thousands of athletes come through, uh, either, you, you know, work with you, your training system and the Parisi brand, like it, it is credibility. Like not only have you done it 30 plus years, 
all across the United States and now, you know, in, in parts of China and, and other countries and whatnot that have brought the Parisi program in. But like you, you know, it, you earn the right to write the book on speed, which, you know, in a world, and I, I don't want to sound like an okay boomer type guy, but like everyone wants that instant gratification, that instant path to success. And it really is earned. And when you work really hard on something, you'll find what you're looking for when you're not looking for it. And I just, I love that saying. It's one of those things where like, you know, your, your mom or dad always tell you when you're a kid, like they have these sayings. And then, you know, 20 years later, you're like, wow, you know, I guess that really does make sense. But um, you know, it really is crazy how the success that you, you people want and crave in their, their life, it really does come from, from just, you know, working your tail off and putting your best foot forward every day and, and good things come to those who, who do wait, deserve it, and, and ultimately also ask for it too. So, um, you know, anyone who's listening to this, like definitely check it out. It's on Amazon, um, available, available for pre-order. The link will be in the show notes. Um, but I do have some more book questions, but I think well, that was a phenomenal introduction on what the book is and what people can expect, whether you're brand new, green to the industry, you probably will have this in a classroom setting very soon. And if you're a tenured coach, listen to this, it's, it's probably going to be a really good resource. Like you're saying a complete resource from the journey of speed training to the programming of speed training as well. Well, I, I think each chapter can be, you know, a reference point uh, for research or a reference point for know-how. And it's something that you, you know, coaches will continue to be able to pull out and look at and just, you know, tweak up some things about their program or, get some validation about some things. And it's an opportunity for each chapter for them to do, okay, I got a starting point here or a better, let me do deeper dives in, in this chapter. Let me now go to another source or, or, or it, it spurred my interest uh, on, on, you know, pre-warm up or, or recovery and what Paul Robbins is doing, or, or you talked about Ken Clark, Ken's, kind of in the lab, but the lab's a treadmill, but Ken also coaches track and field and, and, and has put in the hours. That's what makes Ken really unique. He's a really unique uh, dude in the fact that he's not only in the lab, but he's an actual coach. Um, you know, yeah, I log more hours than Ken. And I think, you know, our specialty and what I like most about what we do, our, our focus has been that, you know, eight, eight to 18 year old market uh, really understanding those guys, but also the stuff here is is extremely valid to that higher level college professional athlete as well. Because from my experience, being around those guys, you know they're not they're not even you know not doing some of these things. You know, a lot of those high level guys, college guys, and whatnot can can be doing some of this stuff for sure, uh, and 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 truly benefit. So the last thing I'll say about what gives me the right. I would really, I credit, and this book is dedicated to all the, the Parisi performance coaches. It's a, it's a simple, you know, it's a one line, two line dedication that this book is dedicated to all those Parisi performance coaches, putting all those hours on the training floor, you know, utilizing our system. That's what this book is dedicated to because it, it, without them, this book wouldn't be possible. And the fact we have such a great uh, communicative network. We're, we're, we're always in communication with our coaches. We have our, our roundtables. We have our yearly summits. We have our on-site trainings. We have our continuous uh, certification updates. Coaches are coming in. I learned from all of them. This book is a product of all their work. So it's not just the hours I logged. It's the hours we all logged as a, as a team here at Parisi. So you talk about a million athletes trained 
Well, multiply that by how many hours each athlete trained. We're talking hundreds of millions of hours that we've put athletes through sessions. I mean, that's pretty crazy, right? I mean, you know, when you start talking about, you know, a hundred million hours trained, if you add up all the athletes we trained and all the hours that they trained, that's a lot of time. And, and uh, you know, being such a collaborative guy and open-minded and learning from all our coaches in the network, I, I think I sit in a pretty unique seat to, to be able to gather this kind of, uh, or have this kind of, you know, resource, you know, how many people have, you know, 500 coaches that they can tap into and, and learn from, you know, so that's, and not only in the Parisi network, but now because we've grown a, a strong brand and, you know, I oversee the uh, professional football strength coaches association, and we work closely with Gatorade and the NS and the NSCA, um, you know, access to a lot of, a lot of great people. That's awesome. I think that's uh, it's a really good good way to put a bow on it. I do have a couple additional questions, Bill. Curiosity on my end, because I do think that people, you know, like we talked about, it's very trendy to, to do a book. Um, talk to me a little bit about, because you've self-published and you've also worked with a publisher. Um, can you talk a little bit about just what the differences are? Um, you know, maybe some pros and cons to both. Um, obviously, HK Human Kinetics is a, is a massive publisher in the strength and conditioning realm, um, but it is becoming very, very popular for people to self-publish through Amazon and other self-publishing sources. And you've done both, so if you could just share just some pros cons and and the processes that you've kind of put in place for those, that'd be I think really insightful for probably some people listening to this pod right now. Yeah, I mean. A couple things. When, when you self-publish and, and you work through Amazon, obviously that's that's a ton of work. You got to create, you know, all the artwork and you've got, you know, to do it well. I mean, you can photocopy. I mean, I see books self-published. It's like, it looks like photocopies and, you know, it's kind of typeset and they kind of just throw it out there. You know, that that's one way of doing it. You know, when I when I self-published our fascia training book with, along with Jonathan Allen, my co-writer on that, on that one was was you know we 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 did things fairly professional we we had good artwork we you know it, it it's a self-published book it, it doesn't necessarily look like a self-published book although it you know it 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 looks good it doesn't look great but it's self-published i had no um, idea i have a copy of that book i had no idea i assumed that that was published by oh right by someone because it it like you're saying it looks it's phenomenal. Feels, yeah. you know, it looks phenomenal, feels phenomenal. It, it, there's nothing cheap or chintzy about it. Right. Well, that's the point. Like we, we, you know, we feel we did a good job because we, we had good art people like we paid to, you know, I, I paid to kind of put together a really good product. So when you do that on Amazon, you know, then you, Amazon, you, you, you do a deal with them and they sell it, you know, you don't really make a ton of money from it. Like Amazon, they take the majority of the sales and there's a little margin on that and, you know, make some, but you don't necessarily, 99% of people that are putting out books out there, they're not, they're not making, you know, a lot of money from it, right? It, it's, you make a couple bucks from it, but it's about getting information out there. Now, unless you're, 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 you're selling, you know, you hit it and, you, and, and something really goes viral. Yeah, that, that could be different and you can make some money. So one, uh, you can't count on making a ton of money if you're writing a book, like that's number one. It, it's not, that's not. Should, that should not be the driving force. The driving force is to get information out there, to, to, to share content, 
to, to you know, get yourself out there in the marketplace, expose your brand, things like that. And most importantly, you know, share good information. When you go to a publishing company, uh, everything, you know, some, a company like a human kinetics that I'm involved with now, um, you know, everything's at a whole nother level. I mean, so in this book, we've got about, I think 50 something hand-drawn anatomical illustrations uh, on, on, on 50 drills uh, where we, we call out the anatomy, the, the graphics work, the, the details, the illustrations are really, you know, high end it's four color. It's, you know, it's, it's glossy. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's a real, real book that you, you expect what a high-end book would be. Um, once again, you know, from our standpoint, you know, it wasn't something that, you know, you don't get an upfront fee or anything like that. Like you're doing this HK is going to, is going to market it for you. And yeah, we get a small piece of the sales. It's not big. Uh, but again, you, you're doing this with an HK, yeah, I mean, could that turn into something? Yeah, maybe it could. I mean, I feel this book, it's such an important topic and it's so broad. Uh, yeah, that, that could ring the register. But again, for us, you know, in terms of publishing a book, uh, the passion of, of doing it, and it really forces you to put your stuff down on paper at a, at a much more structured, in a much more structured way. I mean, that was the coolest thing to really you know, take what we've done. And, and again, we have a lot of structure in our organization in terms of our certification and how we teach. So we have all that and our, our coaches manual and all the things we have a lot of structure, but we've taken a lot of this stuff and put it into more of a story form. And, and we, we, we cited a lot of research, uh, what we've done. So that's, what's cool about this book. You know, we've been doing this for 30 years, you know, writing stuff down, but it's all now in this, in this, you know, 80,000 word, or I think it's up to, it was about 85,000 word uh, manuscript. Um, that's, that's a decent amount of words, um, you know, uh, with a lot of good illustrations. So, so the, 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 the takeaway on, on the book stuff, if you're interested about a book, self-publishing is, is a way to go. Uh, but the thing is, um, I would say, uh, decide you know, what your, your approach is going to be, you know, to go the approach I took with the fascia training, it was more higher end. It's expensive. You know what I mean? If you're going to get professionals involved, like graphics people and whatnot, it, it, it's an endeavor. So you, you got, and that might not be the right route. You just might want to get content out there, but you got to have something niche that's going to sell. Like it's, you got to find that niche, you know, that that's going to make it successful. Just for reference for people listening, how long did it take you to write the anatomy of speed? Like months and it was, you know, through, through like a pandemic. So, you know, maybe you weren't exactly traveling the busiest person, but um, you know, how long did that project take start to finish? Um, it was about two years. Um, it was, and that's with like, you know, peak COVID pandemic, like yeah, you probably yeah. days you're locked in your office and you're able to actually like sit down and crank out some work. Yeah, yeah, it was about two years and, uh, you know, a lot of interviews, you know, um, it was, it was a lot. And then, you know, I, it was, it was, it was a lot of work, a lot of proofreading. And, you know, I've had a lot of people help me with this book too. So, you know, a lot of, you know, graphics people, photographers, you know, Jonathan Allen played a big role in this book as well, uh, helping me with the content. So it was a team effort, you know, this was truly, truly a team effort. And, you know, so 
it was it was a lot you know it was a lot on on me and 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 the team it was a monumental project um and all the hk people i mean they have some incredible proofreaders i mean incredible so i didn't realize how many proofreaders you know you have like you have a proof for this type of uh, content, then you have the next level proofreading, then you have your fact checker, you know, you have all these different, then you have to make sure all the permissions, you have your, your permissions person for all the photographs and all the, the research, like it's buttoned up. Like when you go through a publishing company, like there's no stone unturned. When you self-publish, you might be making a mistake here or there. Did you cite this correctly? Um, you know, or, or, is this photo truly yours? You know, and, you know, you got to make sure you have all that stuff when you publish. Oh no, there's there's no gray. Like all that stuff is, and there's people to help you with that, and there's people fact checking that. And let that be a lesson to the listeners that though it might seem like a really good idea, but. Um, you know, you better have your, your ducks in a row if you're going to go down that road for sure. And I think that's, you know, it's, it's true with anything, right? That's true with starting a personal training business, a sports performance business, you know, like there's people that do it and they do it half-assed. And then there's people that do it and it's pretty buttoned and it's pretty tight and there's no stone, you know, left unturned. And, you know, that's, that's exactly what it sounds like it's in the publishing world as well. Yeah, no, no doubt. No doubt. That's a good question, you know? I, you know, it's one of those, I've always been curious because, you know, a lot of times we see the end result and this, this is anything, right? Like we see the end result, we go, wow, it's really cool that someone did that. I'd love to do that or, you know, be in that position someday. But a lot of times it, it, no one really unearths the process, right? No one really uncovers what, what goes in it. We barely, I mean, we barely touch the tip of the iceberg on that, right? Like, the what goes into putting a book down like the ideas like you know everyone always hears like yeah it was an idea we wrote on a napkin at, at breakfast and then all of a sudden you know however many months years later the, the whatever it is is done but the, it's the journey in the middle that is always the unknown that I, I don't think people can really have an appreciation for whether it's a book a business um, you know it always seems like someone's an overnight success but no one ever talks about the you know decades that went into into the work prior. And, and it's just something that I've always been fascinated by is, you know, there's another overnight success, you know, a guy like Bill has got his, you know, fifth book, sixth book out and, and whatever it might be. And it's like, well, pump the brakes, man. Like there's a lot of work that goes into this and a lot of, you know, networking and getting, like you mentioned, like all the people that are in your corner helping you and, and you're working with like a team effort. Like that's, I feel like that stuff is just so under, undervalued undersold and in in a world where people want something so fast that it just does you know you talk a lot about emotional deposits that's something that I've, I've picked up from you and how important it is when you're truly networking someone and Parisi was one of the first things that really showed me the value of a network like not just an acquaintance or a friend or you know a, a consult like if you have to pay someone for their their advice, their, that's a consultant, you know, like that's not necessarily someone, it's part of a type of network, but it's not your true, your true network, people you can lean on and really get, you know, the truth from, um, you know, and that's something that I've learned from you, Bill, and this net, this network of the Parisi Speed School, what it's like to truly have that behind you. And, and, you know, I think that that is still to this day, you know, people talk about it, they use the word, but it's almost become buzzwordy that, you know, you really do, you, you know, for career longevity, 
let alone success, you really do need a true network to stand on and have with you. No doubt. And I would say, I always tell people the line I've been using for, for decades is your, your network is directly related to your net worth. <laughs> so you that's know. in your first book, success patterns. Yep. That's one was. of the lessons in that. Yep. 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 And uh, you know, it's just, it's just great. I mean, we, you know, just always developing the network and always figuring out how to make, you know, relationships a win-win and, and, and just, help people out. You know, it, it's, it's interesting. I think uh, all, throughout my career, I've always been one to build relationships, um, see where I can help people and, and quite frankly, not be afraid to ask, uh, you know, about, about opportunities or, or collaborations or, or, or just how to learn, you know, I mean, um, but I think you got to understand where you stand with the people you're talking to. You know, and you got to understand a little bit about them, right? Not everyone is uh, is is interested to help, right? I just heard from someone this morning. I mean, we all know Nick Saban is is extremely successful, right? While I heard, and I don't know if this is true, but that you know, there's a rule like with Nick Saban, you don't, yeah, he 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 doesn't like to engage. He goes right from his car to his office. You don't say hi to him, and you know, he's a very focused guy, right? So, you, you know, you're not going to, you know, talk to that guy if you just met him and, and ask him about football, you know, you know, unless he's at a cocktail party with friends. But the point is, you got to know who your audience is. You got to know who your network is. You got to kind of know what you can ask for and, and what's reasonable and what, you know, what kind of position they're in, you know, knowing it's EQ, the emotion quotient. So I feel I have a pretty good sense for that to to know the, the the people I can I can really network with and get to know and how I can help them out and then and then you know just just be able to be in a position to help as many people out as you can and then and then you know ultimately you, you figure out how it, it it eventually can work for you but you know I I don't go into situations expecting to get something from someone I just meet people get to know people you know and and how can you help someone out when the opportunity arises. You know, I'd, I'd love to park it right here and talk on that a little bit. Cause you mentioned it in your, you gave the, uh, you know, one, two minute story about you that you trained with Tapios Kuros and like, you know, just how you, you found some people who were training at a high level and you, and you stuck with them. And, and even at a young, younger age, you know, like you had that same mentality, um, you know, like I guess the, the right way to phrase the question is, is, how did you know at a younger age that you, you needed the help of other people? Because I feel like that's not the norm in today's world, if, if that makes any sense, right? Like I know a lot, of, a lot of trainers, it's a very egotistical industry, my clients, my training systems, right? And it, it seems, and this is just from you know, being in the Parisi network for a decade and, and watching you from afar and then getting to know you a little bit more that it's, it's always we, it's always us. And even in early on, like you, you even talked about like, you know, you would compete and you would just find the people that were doing it better than you. And you'd be like, Hey guys, what are you, what's going on? My name is Bill. Like you would go find them. You're like this 18 year old kid, you know, North Jersey. You're like, Hey guys, what's going on? Want to throw the jab? Like, how did you, like, what kind of grab, is it just something maybe part of your personality, personality trait, but it seems like it's something you've been doing 
how did you know, or, or what have you always kind of used as a, a way to just keep going on that route? Well, when I was 18 years old and I was in my first, you know, actually my second national meet as a high school senior, I competed and I, I, I took third place by two inches and missed making the U.S. Junior Olympic team by two inches. And after that meet, I was devastated. And I saw Dr. Rob Gilbert, a sports psychologist, and uh, I went to his uh, all day winners workshop as an 18 year old. And it was very it was it was paradigm changing for me. It was life changing. It was an epiphany. And one of the things I learned from that seminar, and he's still now 35 years later, is still a mentor and a very close friend and, and, and very involved with Parisi and, uh, and Parisi sure. Pep and Parisi Speed Schools, uh, an incredible sports psychologist. And, and again, a mentor and uncle to me. I call him Uncle Rob, um, meeting him at 18. But, he, you know, he shared with me, if you want to be the best in the world, find the best in the world and, and model them. Right. And, and life is about strategies. And we're swimming in a sea of strategies and it's really learning the best strategies and, and being on a never ending pursuit to learn the best strategies. Strategies change, they evolve. So you're constantly seeking better and better strategies. And, and once you find really great strategies, continue to use them, harness them, leverage them, and, and just always look to improve upon them. Um, and, and having that question, that's fun. And, and that's what gave me the drive. And so when I went, when I was in college, I was a sophomore, I was at a fall meet in uh, West Point, throwing the javelin in fall competitions because my head coach, Tony Naclario, he's great. You know, we would have these fall. There was an exchange student from Finland. I was 18. He was 16. He beat me by 20 feet. And this kid was incredible. He, he threw 246 feet. That's, that's a bomb. You know, even in college, that gets you top 246, gets you probably top three at the NCAA Division Ones, right? Um, and he threw this as a 60-year-old. I'm like, I got to come to Finland. And he was an exchange student. I'm like, that's how I, I got to go learn from you. And, and there's this high school kid. I'm in college. So that's what got me to Finland. And then, you know, I just have that same approach. Like, I don't care who you are, how much you know or don't know, how old you are, how long you've been in the industry. If you're doing something that's interesting and you know can make me better i want to know about it there's no ego here you know it's like uh, you know there's so much more we don't know about the human body than we do know um and i think most people don't understand that this discovery of the fascist system and my 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 quest to learn more about it has been uh you know just just so fun you know to learn from these people and what i found i'm going and talking to these top scientists like robert slipe top scientist from Germany doing incredible research. I got to know Robert, great guy. I just came back from UC Davis, spent two days with Keith Barr, top tendon expert on the planet, getting to know these guys and taking their research and their science and trying to figure out how to, how to bring it to the performance training world has been a blast. And, and Keith is very advanced in that area and has some great information to share. So a never ending quest to learn and learning is fun. I'm addicted to learning. I love, I love to learn. I love to meet new people and I love to break bread with people and, and, and get inside their head and to learn what they're about. You know, and I think those are really good points. And I, I think we'll, we'll probably leave it there, Bill, because a lot of, a lot of people in, in any industry, right? Sports performance, personal training, you know, like my mom's a hairdresser, my dad's a general contractor. And like, I think of 
you know, the service-based industry and how the more you can involve others, the more you can involve others, whether it's for yourself personally or for the people that you do provide for, that you serve, you just end up winning. And we had a great conversation uh, on the Parisi Coaches Corner probably three weeks ago now, just talking about career longevity. And that was like, the theme was vision and who can help you? Like those were like the two big draws that we had. And it's, it's funny listening to you talk about this, where you have like this vision of like, you know, bringing things into the sports performance industry, finding the professionals that are doing it at a high level, whether it's Dr. Gilbert, sports psych, Keith Barr, Robert Slythe, bringing them into the, into your realm so that you can really blow everyone up. It's just really, really cool to see and very validating. Um, you know, so anyone listening to this, like, if you go back and listen to the last 10 minutes of this podcast, 15 minutes of this podcast, the themes that Bill's talking about holds true to whatever you're trying to accomplish. And I think that a lot of times it's overlooked where just because it happened in one industry or for one person, well, that's, that's Bill Parisi. There's only one Bill Parisi. It's not going to work for me. Well, the concepts hold true. And the concepts, just because it's you talking about it, Bill, you know, or you and I on this podcast, it's going to hold true for you and your clients, you and your, your niche, your, um, your performance Avenue. I'm assuming people listening to this are sports performance coaches. It'd be kind of, if you're not cool, happier here, but most of the time probably is a performance coach to some capacity. But, um, if you're listening to this and you're wondering like, man, how can I accelerate my career? You know, I probably would listen to this podcast one more time with a notepad. If you don't already have one out, um, because there's some gems in there that you can pull and, and, you know, I think the, the book, bringing it back to the anatomy of speed is probably just a huge accumulation of all of these different things. Yeah. It's, it's complete, a complete accumulation of all, all this thing, all these things. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm excited to, to be sharing it with, with, with everyone out there. It's, I'm at a point in my career, um, that it's, it's really has come full circle, you know, uh, I'm more excited now than ever. And I feel like I just got into the industry uh, when I started talking about speed training 30 plus years ago when people didn't think speed can be improved. And now to package that up and say it not only can be improved, uh, improved, but here's science to prove it. You know, we can not only improve it, but here's the proof. 30 years ago, we didn't have a lot of proof, you know, about it, you know, um, uh, specifically for field and court sports and whatnot. So it's been, it's been a really fun ride and a, a rebirth uh, uh, for me personally in so many ways. And just re and I think we need to do that as coaches. I think we need projects. We need relationships. We need mentors. We need a network to stay fresh, to stay excited, because we know this industry, you can get burnt out. You can get burnt out. And I've gone through those phases. I mean, we all have, you know, we all have gone through 30 years doing this. You got to, you know, you got to, you got to reignite, you got to reinvent, you got to, you got to move. And I've got a host of consultants and mentors I work with on a regular basis. We're going to, you know, we'll probably, I'm sure this will not be your first episode of the Parisi podcast. I'm, I'm positive as one of the dudes that's booking people for, for guests, I can assure you that this isn't going to be your last round. So we'll definitely have to dive into that on a future episode. Um, Bill, I know the book is out. You can order. Well, it's, it's on pre-order. You can go to it on Amazon. Again, link in the show note. Is there an official launch date? I know it's shipping early October. Yeah, yeah. No, it's actually a little, believe it or not, a little ahead of schedule. So it should be out by the time people are uh, uh, listening to this podcast. It, it should be, 
Well, Amazon takes a little bit of time, but we're talking a couple of weeks max. So um, nice. it's, it's, it's going to be out here soon in the next you know, two weeks. Early October, check it out. There's going to be a lot of really cool anatomy of speed education to follow up from the book. We kind of left that in the dark here a little bit, um, but you can expect that to be coming down the pipeline as well. Um, Bill Parisi, first episode on the Parisi podcast. Did it live up to your standard? What you've been on some pods, but now you've been on your pod, your thoughts. Yeah. Well, hopefully, I mean, it's not my thoughts. It's, it's the, the listeners thoughts. So I, hopefully they, <laughs> uh, they got a lot out of it. They got some nuggets about book writing and, and some of the things we talked about in the book. And like you said, we've got some great practical, uh, seminars coming out to go along with the book. Uh, that we're excited about putting this into practice. And I will say the book really is just the beginning. I mean, the book is the foundation. We give a lot of the fundamental components of speed, but there's, there's more to be learned. Um, you know, we didn't, we didn't go really deep into some of the advanced training principles. Um, you know, so we, we laid a really strong foundation uh, in the book, but in, in the, in the, in the practical seminars, there's going to be an opportunity to really learn uh, how these drills are applied and, and how to use some really unique equipment, um, you know, that we've come across, whether it be aqua bags or, or cognitive reactive training techniques that are the essence of, of agility and reactional ability. So just the book is a foundation that prepares coaches to really take their game to a whole new level. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm excited for it. I can't wait to get my copy. Um, Bill Parisi until next time. Cause there will be a next time. Huge. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks Casey.